I'm actually not sure, but if I had to pick a driver, I'd definitely go with. Hello everyone and welcome to Philstar Home Base. You know, today we have one of the biggest uh, racing drivers, racing talents here in the Philippines, Bianca Bustamante. Hello, Bianca. Hi, Paul. Right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for giving us time today. Um, yeah, so, you know, let's get right to it. Uh, firstly, you know, how are preparations going for the FIA Girls on Track Scholarship Shootout? Well, the preparation is definitely a bit tough, you know, because of the restrictions, we can't really go to the gym as much as we want and we can't have a lot of seat time in the track. So, but thankfully it's been very, it's going quite well for me since I have the simulator and there wasn't much races going around in Asia. So we couldn't prepare as much as we wanted, but thankfully there's a simulator that is actually helping me get familiarized with the track. And that allows me to drive virtually, even though I can't be in the track. And so preparation-wise, you know, workout and all of them, other sports that I'm doing and cycling, pretty much that's it, yeah. Yeah, would you say that, you know, the restrictions may have dampened your confidence? Obviously, you know, you're, you're approaching this competition not exactly as ready as you would like to be. How have you adjusted to that? Well, you know, like motorsport, it's, it's a different kind of sport, you know. It's very difficult to actually be at your peak or in your optimum condition. It's very difficult. You need to be on the track. You need to be driving almost every time. And for a racer to be kind of on hold for almost two years, you know, no driving, little to no races and not much seat time, it's kind of difficult to have that confidence compared to when I was racing almost every week. But, you know, as a racer, we have to work under pressure and overcome any hindrance. And I'm kind of, because of this scholarship, I was able to bring my confidence back up again with the support of my coaches and my team. So hopefully I'm confident. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And obviously you have, you know, the whole Philippine racing community behind you. Supporting me, yes. Yeah. You know, Bianca, among the drivers chosen, you know, for for the shootout, you're the only. You're not only the the only Filipina. You're also the sole Asian. Um, do you think having that distinction kind of like motivates you, but also puts pressure? What do you think kind of like goes at the top? Well, I think it motivates me like above every above anything else. You know, recently I got a lot of messages, not just in the Philippines, but. Filipinos around the world supporting me. I got messages saying that they had my back, you know, just do my best and all those um, heartfelt messages. So obviously I feel the pressure, especially, you know, there's a lot of people watching out kind of watching out for my results and watching out whether I win the scholarship. And as a 16 years old, the, that kind of pressure and all those stuff kind of, you know, makes me panic a little. And of, of course, you know, as a racer, it also motivates me and fuels my passion to pursue and do better in the shootout to make everyone else proud. Yeah. You've talked a little about, you know, your preparation and, you know, how it's been on hold a little since, you know, COVID, since 2020, obviously. Um, a lot of sports have taken hits, you know, not just motorsports, but how was it for you? And do you think you've already adjusted to kind of like a new normal? And I guess not just yourself, but um, the sport in general here in the Philippines. Yeah, the new normal is definitely, it took a while to get used to because of um, my age. Basically, there was a lot of restriction 
because of um, the age limitations, we couldn't go out, we couldn't go to the gym, we couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And there, I, I had to, um, I guess I had to kind of rely on a lot of um, home workouts and home remedies for all those stuff. And I kind of got used to it by the end of 2020. I kind of accepted that this is all I had and you need to make the most of what you do have. And I kind of did, especially when I got the news that I've been selected, I kind of just um, got really creative and did my best to, you know, train my body, even though it's not as efficient as it was before. And I'm still kind of, it kind of makes me happy, even though that in Europe, it's basically almost normal, only in the Philippines or in Asia that it's kind of taken a huge hit. And even though I'll be competing with a lot of very prepared drivers in Europe, I'm very confident. Yeah. You know, you talked about your schedule before races every weekend and then your training is very irregular. Um, can you talk about how it felt when, you know, it was just full stop at first, you know, when everything stopped, you know, when, when COVID really hit us, you know, March 2020, April, like, how was it for you? And was it, there were times that, you know, it was it uh, difficult? Well, I still remember actually the first time they announced that there was like a complete lockdown. I think it was March 15th. I was racing a weekend before that. So obviously after that race, I was just thinking of planning of what my next race would be or preparing for that next race. And then when I got the news on the, on the, on like, on the TV outlets, um, they said that lockdown, you can't go out, you can't do this. And I was shocked. I kind of asked my parents, I guess, that, wondering when was the next time I'll be able to drive. And then that, lo that lockdown kind of led on to a few months later and then turned out to be a year later. So I was, I was sad, definitely. I couldn't feel the, how fast I was going before. I couldn't feel the adrenaline. And, but, if, you know, I kind of look, look back at my old memories and pictures and my recent races to keep myself motivated, praying to God that, it would all go well eventually and I'd be able to do what I do best and do what I love. And finally this year, I've been, I've been given that chance to go back to it again. That's why I'm very grateful. Yeah. You know, we can, uh, you know, resound with the other athletes who are slowly getting their sports back. And yeah, obviously with motorsports, we're happy to see you back on the track. Um, Recently, Bianca, you won a lot of awards during the Golden Wheel Awards, you know, for your 2019 and 2020 season. And you said that, you know, this was the last time you'd be karting. Um, for a lot of people, they don't really know the difference between karting and racing. You kind of like mind give us uh, like an overview of what's the difference. How's the transition going also right now for you? So basically, karting is a grassroots of motorsport. Karting is actually the, one of um, the lowest entry level of motorsport. Basically, anyone from age six and above can join karting. You know, the lowest, a, the lowest um, category is the cadet, which is the age limit for six and above. And most F1 racers, actually, you know, Formula car drivers and other motorsport racers started from karting. Lewis Hamilton was a karting world champion. And pretty much every other Formula One driver. So this is actually the first level of getting into the higher levels of motorsport. That's why it's very important to hone all of your abilities, all your crafts and all your, you know, it's the best place to start learning before you can progress to Formula cars. It's where you learn your fundamentals. And for me, it's of course where I started. I started driving at the age of three and then now I'm transitioning to Formula car. And 
So basically, this is the, the years where you need to learn everything. You need to, you know, have all the talents and all the know-hows before you can drive a Formula car. And it's actually one of the most um, physical motorsport, you know, racing there is. It's there's no suspension. The car is very raw. The engine is quite fast for its size. You know, it's very small. It's very low to the ground and so high speed. That's why it's a bit more tough compared to other kinds of um, racing. Yeah, you know, going back, you mentioned you know being in a Formula One car or a Formula car, but you know when when you talk about motorsport, you know F1 or F2 and even NASCAR, you know it's usually men. But you were able to you know, enter the sport at a young age despite being a woman. And what do you think pushed you to pursue the sport, to pursue racing, and how has your experience been? You know, being a female in a mostly male-dominated sport. Well, I think what fueled me was that I saw there was a lot of men, and instantly I, I thought of how how much I wanted to be in it because I'm always competitive in everything I do. Actually, even in school or in other sports or anything, actually, that's why I always try to be. I always try to show my best, and that led me into you know getting into motorsport. I kind of saw that it was it was a male-dominated sport, and instantly I thought that I wanted to be competitive in it, even though I'm a woman. <laughs> you talk about going into racing when you were, you know, just three years old. Can you talk about who introduced you? Like, what led to you going into that particular sport? Well, of course, my father was a former carter, so everything I learned it just came from him. He was my very first coach and my first mechanic and all that. <laughs> and I actually still remember watching him race for the very first time. I think I was around uh, one year old. I think yeah, I was one year old and I saw him win and instantly I, I fell in love. I was holding his trophy and admiring it. And I said to myself that I wanted to win one one day. Yeah, that's great. And hopefully sooner rather than later, you know, you'll, you'll be handing a lot of trophies, you'll be holding a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so Bianca, before we go on to the other questions, uh, we have a little bit of a game for you. It's just rapid fire questions. You know? <laughs> okay. I'll shoot you a question and as fast as you can, you know, just short answers. Whew, okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll, be around, it'll, it'll be about racing, you know, so no pressure. <laughs> yeah, all right. So first, who do you think will win the championship this year, Hamilton or Verstappen? Oh, no. <laughs> Um, uh, can I pass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just in your opinion, you know, nobody, nobody can bash her for your choice, okay? <laughs> oh, well, I always thought of it like, you know, I think Hamilton, well, I'm not saying Hamilton or Verstappen, but I just think um, Hamilton can be a bit more reliable. You know, he's very had a lot of experience backing him up, and but Verstappen is actually quite fast, and he's ha he has a lot of um, pace this um, season, so... I'm actually not sure, but if I had to pick a driver, I'd definitely go with Hamilton. All right, all right. Uh, next, who's your favorite F1 team? Ferrari, yes. Yeah. Ferrari, yes. <laughs> Congrats to Carlos Sainz for finishing on the Second. podium. Oh, yeah. Yes. Who's your favorite F1 driver? Right now, currently, or? Or all time, yeah, whatever. Niki Lauda. R.I.P. <laughs> um, favorite Grand Prix to watch? Oh my God, um, uh, Monza, Italian Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who will win Constructors' Championship? Uh, uh, Red Bull? <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> Red Bull. Oh, this one. I think this is going to be a little bit hard too. Would you rather start at the back of the grid because of a penalty or suffer a long pit stop during the race? Um, so it's either dead last or suffer a long pit stop, right? Yeah, you start dead last or you have a very long pit stop. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of debatable, but I think I'll go with, um, with, with starting last because starting last, you can eventually make up. You have a long race to catch up, but with a long pit stop, anything can go wrong. Like what happened to Bottas? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's very that's very depressing when when you know you're yeah. <laughs> you know it's derailed. Um, next one: Would you rather win a race in a Mercedes or place on the podium using a Haas? <laughs> well, definitely place a podium using a Haas. That's kind of history making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you feel like you know you're on top of the world, even if you're. Yeah, you feel like you won the whole championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could drive along any track in the F1 calendar, where would it be? Drive along any track. Um, the F1 calendar, yeah. Uh, drive like drive the track. Yeah. Well, I definitely I'm a fan of um of, uh, I, I like the Singapore Grand Prix. Yeah. Awesome. And that you know, if if Bianca makes it to the Singapore Grand Prix, it'll be oh, Filipinos to to watch her. <laughs> yes, <later. laughs> hopefully. Um, if your life was a drive to survive episode, the Netflix um documentary on Formula One, what would it be? What would the title be? Oh well, okay. Not that I got a little time to think about it. There was actually an article written about me by a Room magazine, and the caption was "Tough as a diamond." And maybe that that will do. <laughs> Tough as a diamond. Last okay, but not so least, Halo or no Halo? Halo, Halo. It saved a lot of drivers recently. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's an eyesore, you know, <laughs> safety first. All right. Yeah, just like what happened in W Series. That was yeah. That was so bad. Yeah. All right, Bianca. Thank you so much. It's not thank that you didn't so do much. good. You, you did awesome, but. You know, you still, we still have a few more questions for the show. So thank you so much for, okay. for doing rapid fire, even if um, like maybe next better. time you'll have me. I'll I'll definitely work on my rapid answers. Yeah, definitely. But you know, it was awesome. It, it was really entertaining. Um, yeah. So going back to you, um, what do you think about you know the FIA's move to be more inclusive? Because obviously, you saw at a young age that it was a male-dominated sport. But right now, you know, we're seeing steps towards being more, I guess, of a level playing field. Like, what do you think about it? And how does it feel to be, you know, literally a part of it with your participation in the scholarship shootout? Well, I'd, of course, like to thank Women in Motorsport and Michelle Moodin for um, this initiative they started. It's brought a lot of females together to actually... Um, because um, this shootout, basically, it's not us competing against each other. It's us pushing each other to move on forward and hopefully have one of us, you know, compete in that high level of motorsport. And they're doing a great job. I mean, the, the last time they did it was 2020. That was like the very first time. And the top one, of course, got a seat with Ferrari in the F4, F4 Italian. And the, the other drivers actually got seats in other kinds of um, motorsport races like 
um, Dorian Finn. She kind of, she, she. I, I'm not sure if she came in second or something, but she's now driving in Le Mans with Iron Dames, and that's kind of amazing. Even though she didn't win the seat with Ferrari, so they're doing an amazing job, kind of helping other women, you know, show their talent in motorsport. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to, I guess, another, you know, aspect of racing. Among all sports, it seems like you know F1 racing or you know motorsports is really one of the most dangerous, um, you know, things that you can get into. And nobody within the community really denies that. But for you, how do you kind of like handle that potential risk? You know, we're not saying that you know everybody, you know, one driver crashes, but obviously it happens, right? And is that something that you consciously are aware of every time you get into your seat? Well, yes, as a driver, you always have to be aware of the risk. That's why you need to be very responsible on track and off track. You know, if you do a risky move, it's, you're not only putting yourself in danger, you're putting the driver you're racing with in danger or whoever can come, you know, passing by and accidentally crash into you if ever you do have contact. That's why it's always, as a driver, you need to be very complete. You know, it's a complete package. You can't be fast. You can't be just fast. You need to be very smart. You need to think on your feet, you know, especially in racing everything happens like a millisecond it's that and then instantly you can be crashing with someone else and the risk is very high it's like it's like you're riding there and it, you're alone and you're going around 230 kilometers per hour in a formula four car and anything can happen in the streets you know it's just 10 seconds it's a 10 second straight and i cope with it by not thinking about it i mean <laughs> Of course, if I think that I might crash, then I will crash. You know, it's it's kind of um, you you don't think about it, but you do acknowledge that there's a lot of risk. That's why you need to be very careful and you need to keep yourself safe. You know, and it's of course scary, but you kind of live with it since you're you're too in love with racing to even think about anything else. Yeah, um, you know, after talking about how dangerous it might be. What is your advice to young Filipina girls who would want to pursue racing as well and obviously want to be where you are right now? Well, at first, it can be very tough. You know, it is actually very, very tough financially, physically, mentally. Just getting into karting is very hard. But like like how I did it, I mean, I knew that we weren't financially capable of getting into motorsport and I guess I just kind of find ways on my own to get into more sport. It was either forcing my parents or, you know, doing some things or doing a part-time job or doing that or saving, you know, not, not getting any Christmas presents just so I can race and all that. And I think I'd like to thank my parents as well for being very supportive. They always managed to find ways to get me to the track and make me race. And I think I just, I just love if there's a lot of girls, you know, aspiring women racers to get into motorsport since, like I said, I feel very lonely at the track when it's only me. <laughs> and I guess if you do really love something, you'll always find ways. And if you put in the dedication, the hours and the discipline, you'll get, you'll get there. You know, men, women, gender should never hinder our dreams. Yeah, definitely. And you know, as much as you would enjoy being a trailblazer and being, you know, the first woman, the first Filipina, obviously it's going to be, you're going to be much happy, happier if, you know, yes. a lot of Filipinos follow you. 
Yes, that's what I'm trying to do actually, just inspiring more people to hopefully follow my steps. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, you know, just a last question for me. Um, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you receive messages not just from Filipinos here in the Philippines, but also around the world. Um, what's your message to them, you know, right back at them right now, um, knowing that oh, yes. you know, they support you? Thank you guys so much. Like, I was so happy when I got the messages. I mean, I don't really get a lot of messages like that since I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure they're not very much aware of my existence back then. And so when I did get the messages, I'm like very shocked. I was, I, I was like, oh my God, there's a lot of people actually supporting me and saying that they're a fan and that they were asking me how I got into motorsport and all that stuff. And I do hope that you guys continue supporting me you know, following my journey to hopefully reaching Formula One. I mean, it's yeah. not impossible. And cool. you know, yeah. um, I guess they were telling me that I'm living the dream and I will continue to live the dream and hopefully it becomes a reality. And I'm working very hard on that. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, you know, our show, whoever's watching right now who didn't know Bianca before, I hope you fall in love with her. I hope you get to be her fan. Yeah. Follow her races because we've got a future F1 driver here. I mean, oh well, I think no. a bit too soon to say, but yes, I'm dreaming and yeah. I'll work very hard. Probably serious, you know that that's not impossible. Nothing's impossible for Bianca. All right, so <laughs> thank you so much for being here, and thank you to everyone thank who's watching. So yeah, thank you so much, and you know, yeah, good luck, and you're awesome. Thank you for for being a guest here. You've been really great yeah all right